Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 72 of the Caesar Show. We're back at it again. About to be a fresh new week. I'm super excited. Um, a lot of trades went, have went down, and I'm very, very excited to talk about that. That's why I had to recruit this guy over to my left here. So just to rehash on episode 71, very, very emotional episode. It was myself, Cersei's, and also Trey Day XXIV. We just discussed the life um, and the death of Kobe Bryant. So shout out to Kobe. Um, he had a Shots great legacy. Game, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changed the game forever, um, and, and your legacy will... Will never die. It'll stay on for generations to come as well, too. And then what I love about him is his consistency, his his constant perseverance to be great, um, and, and and his passion um, and his love for his family for the game as well, too. So hopefully we can all have that mama mentality moving forward. I know that I'm trying to wear that on my sleeve, you know, and, and I just want to be great in all in all aspects of no life doubt. as well, too, man. For real, mm-hmm. for real. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise for our special guest, my boy Manny Fresh. Thank you for having me, man. You, you set me up for this one. I know what you're about to talk about. So I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even gonna get no precursors. Let's just get right into it, man. So the NBA trade deadline went down. So um at first I was just like, it's been kind of weak. I don't know what's really going on, but it actually ended up being pretty solid. So uh, this episode, we're just going to focus on um, some marquee trades that went down. And obviously, I had to recruit this guy over here because a little later on in the segment, we're going to talk about his Houston Rockets. I'm disgusted. He be so high on them, and then he be so low. Yes. I saw him at the gym the other day. That joke was funny. I was like, yeah, I got I to hit him up ASAP. But first, we can go with um, the Golden State Warriors, man. Um, it's... It's it's pretty interesting. They they made a trade, um, and essentially they acquired Andrew Wiggins. So that was kind of crazy. Did they acquire um, anything else from the Timberwolves, or was it just a, a swap for swap? Like, I think it was, was just a swap for swap and draft picks. So they won in the end. So um, I got this up right here. Okay. So the Warriors received Andrew Wiggins, a twenty twenty one protected first round pick, a twenty twenty one second round pick. Mind you, they have their picks this year as well too. Okay. And the Timberwolves received D'Angelo Russell, um, the guard for Jacob Evans, and Amari Spellman as well too. So I actually. I like this because in the trade, I think they won um, because they kind of have that Spurs mentality where all you're going to do is you're going to build around your three assets. So back in the day, obviously, it was Miles Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. Now you got Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. And basically, you're just going to mix and match you know, the talent around him as well, too. So I like Wiggins because for the first time, he doesn't have to be a number one option. And it's pretty clear that he doesn't succeed at that as well, he too. He don't need to even be a number two option. Because he was, he was exactly. never really a number one option. He was a two. But he don't even got to be a two. He just needs to be a three or four. And then I forgot what commentator said it. Mm-hmm. But um, it made sense. Like, of course, he's not going to be KD. But they just need a mix of someone between Harrison Barnes and KD. Yeah, Harrison Barnes and KD, honestly. So, And I think Wiggins can give you that. He's shown he I can. I think he so. can. I mean, we have a small sample size. I'm pretty sure he went for... Um, 24 points, five steals, and three assists last night against the Lakers. But he looked good. Um, he looked comfortable in his environment. Uh, you got another wing slasher that can get his own bucket. Um, I think he's a career average, like 34% from the three-point line. And what I liked about, although I love D'Angelo Russell, I just feel like with D'Angelo Russell, they were a little too undersized, so they're going to be challenged a little bit defensively because you had Steph and you had him. And then you had Clay Thompson, who's going to come back from an injury. You asking him to guard the best wing player now, so they are always going to be at a at a size of a disadvantage right there too. So I feel like with Wiggins back in the mix, they're going to be they're going to do well. And now it's it's pretty dope because I think um, Steph Curry's come back in March. Yep. 
And then Clay yep. Thompson, they said he's basically he's ruled out essentially for the rest of the year as yeah. well too. So yeah. you're having even more time for their young talent to develop. So mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Eric Pascal, my Liberian brother uh, from Villanova. You know he's a solid piece with them as well too. Yep. Um, you also have Alec Burks who's playing well this year, averaging 16 and five as well too. Um, obviously, Draymond's going to be Draymond. He's going to instill that confidence and um, in all those players as well, too. But you, are, you also got Glenn Robinson, the third, Damian Lee. So they're building up their roster. Um, and then with Steph, Clay, and, and, and when the Steph and Clay come back, I think I think they're going to be a threat moving forward as well, too. But I really, really like Andrew Wiggins as the third, sometimes the fourth option um, all the time as well, too. And now, since they got their garden forward, Positions locked up. I think now they're just going to probably, I think they have, I can't remember how much they have for their exception moving forward going to the offseason to get a big, but if they can get someone like, a, I mean, even like when they had before, obviously I sure like Willie Colley-Stein or like a Jamel yeah. McGee, I think they're good. And the way that we're headed into this small ball era, um, I think they're going to be fine moving forward. They're going to definitely be a top three, four seed in the West. And like the Spurs, like I said earlier, they're going to they're going to compete for a championship moving forward. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the trade? And, and where do you think the Warriors are going to stand um, going into the offseason or going into next season? Um, I mean, I think it's – I think in terms of a trade, it was good for both parties. Yeah. Um, I think Warriors did miss out on the better player. I think they could have still found a way to utilize them, but – on the defensive end, I see how D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry on the floor at the same time could be a liability. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. And then also, this is like, that was a big move for the Timberwolves because if they didn't pick up anyone after this year, Cat would have been trying to push his way out of that team. Yeah. Mind you, that's not a big market to begin with. So, the fact that he was able to get his boy to play with him. Mind you, that's that's um two out of the, the three out of the trio. Yeah, they're just missing Devin Booker. I don't think that will ever happen though. That too. I don't think it'll ever happen though. But nah, um, Devin Booker locked up. Yeah, he's locked up. <laughs> they're paying they pay him way too much money, so he ain't going nowhere. But um, nah, like I said, like it, it made Cat happy. Um, I think D'Angelo was happy with that trade. He wanted to play with his boy as well. So I think it was it was good for both parties. Like you said, now um, Warriors just missing that big. But the thing is, like. Everyone's transitioning towards small ball, but you're always gonna need that one big. Yeah. And but at the same time too, it's just like there's not a whole lot of good bigs available for that price. You Especially, feel me? Yeah. Um, maybe a Andre Drummond just to clean up. Mm-hmm. But then when teams like you said do go small ball, who's gonna really check? You need a versatile big. Mm-hmm. Lakers kind of stole them all. They, they, they got a three-headed monster <laughs> yeah. right now. They got one that's hurt that's not even playing. They really just stole all the bigs in the league. Um. Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot of really bigs available, so they're gonna have to just really wait till next year and just rock out what they have. For sure, for sure, um, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So, I, I, do you think this kind of debunks the free agency rumors centered around the Golden State Warriors trying to get Giannis? No, that's not done. Not done. <clears throat> no, that's not because what they could do is, I mean, since I mean Curry's coming back in March, that's still that's still Plan A. So, I mean, <laughs> what they could do is they could build up Andrew Wiggins' stock because I thought they were going to build up D'Angelo Russell's stock and try to trade him with those draft picks if Giannis is unhappy. But I kind of think it really just depends on how far the Bucks can get this year. On paper, that I mean, in real life, they're the best team. On paper, they have one of the best teams. Oh, no, nah, they have the best record in the league. Best record in the league. Have they lost 10 games? No, nah, they haven't lost 10 games yet. They That's could crazy. be 72 and 10 this year. That's Doubt crazy. It, but they could be. That's really wild. That's really wild. Um, no, I mean, it just really depends. Like, if they just have regular season success and then they don't make it to the finals, Giannis is definitely going to want to leave. Yeah, so. 
Because any loss they do take, it's not going to be on his head. I got him averaging over 30 points in the playoffs. Easily. He has to. He has to. He has to. Um, Moving forward, I mean, we briefly talked about it, but D'Lo's now in Minnesota. Like you say, he's in a new environment. Um, I think this is the best thing that can happen to him as well, too. Um, Obviously, he has a small little sample size with uh, the Golden State Warriors, but it just really never worked out because of the injuries as well, too. And they're trying Mm -hmm. to essentially build up their bench mob as well, too, so they can be um, good moving forward. But, um, I mean... They needed a point guard. They needed an all-star caliber player. But like, what are what are they doing? Like, what is what is Minnesota doing? They're just trying to survive right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to survive. They're in the wild, wild west, just trying to survive. This is like I said. This was a very crucial, crucial move because this it would have got really, really scary. Now they can at least hold off, wait till next free agency, and mm-hmm. see who else they can acquire, see who else is unhappy, et cetera, et cetera. Who knows? They might make a push for Giannis somehow. I don't know what their cast is looking like, though. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, this, But I'll say this. This was a major, major move they made, and this this gave them life going forward. Gave them life going forward? For damn sure. <laughs> for damn sure. Okay. Moving on to that trade. Um, so we had another trade as well, too. The Miami Heat, um, who had a, who's been having their hell of a season. Oh, also my... Um, sl- they're my sleeper to go to the finals with yeah, Milwaukee. Gonna gonna definitely my sleeper. Well too. Yeah. So right now the Miami Heat are currently fourth in the Eastern Conference. They're thirty four and seventeen. Um, just a couple games behind second place. To be honest, for real, for real. And they made a trade. Uh, there was mixed reviews about the trade, but I ended up enjoying the trade as well too. So um, just looking at the trade a little bit, where are we at with that, real quick. So basically they got. Andre Iguodala, um, they also got Jay Crowder, and they got Solomon Hill as well, too. Mm-hmm. And the Grizzlies received Dion Weed Waiters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, was it the weed or the Dion, I don't know, man. Dion Waiters, <laughs> Justice Winslow, and I think I pronounced his name right, Georgie Dang as well, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... This is a W because a lot of people are mad, like, oh, well, you're losing like this talent. But Justice Winslow has been pretty much injured the whole year. Like he hasn't really contributed to their success as well, too. He hasn't. Deion Waiters, I think he played what two or three games. I saw him play against the Clippers. He had a pretty solid game. He's been getting less and less minutes. Exactly. He's not doing anything as well, too. I mean, I guess it kind of hurts that you did lose um what's his name? Georgia Jang. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think you're I think you're fine with that. I think well too. I think that's a solid trade, to be honest. And yeah. Justin Mizzle, like you said, he, he was playing really, really well, mm-hmm. and he was growing over the years. But in terms of contributing to their success, he wasn't a major role. Yeah. And like Kendrick did. Nunn kind of came in right away. Yeah. Even Tyler Hero came in right away. Tyler Hero. They're Duncan producing Robinson. and they're winning. Yeah, man. And then James Johnson, who I liked, who I was high on as well too. He actually went to the Timberwolves as well. So I yeah. guess the Timberwolves are kind of doing all right with D'Angelo Russell and getting James Johnson as well too. But uh, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, what Iggy can provide um, as well as, you know, their other uh, players that they obtained as well, too, and Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill? I mean, like I said, it makes them finals contender. I mean, you know, even Iggy at the age he's at right now, he's not going to give you the most points available, but he's going to lock up the best perimeter player on the opposite team on top of having Jimmy Butler. So I'm saying imagine if they're in the finals. They have a team that can match up with the Clippers. They have a team that can match up with the Clippers. And they have a, they have an all-star big that Montrezl Harrell might not be able to check and bam out of bio. So, like, mm-hmm. they have a 
they have a team that can compete with a lot of teams in the league. That's why they're my sleeper, to be honest. Facts, bro. Looking at the landscape in the East, uh, they're right up there with Toronto. They're right up there uh, with the Bucks. They're right up there with Philly. I don't know what the hell they do. We're going to talk about that a little later on. Um, and they're right up there with the Celtics. As Hashtag Trey like, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in regards to their guard forward position being locked in. Like you said, they have a pretty versatile big and bam out of bow. And they still got... What Myers, Leonard, Kelly Olenek, who've all been contributing. So they got, they're deep. They're deep. They're kind of like the East Clippers for real, for real, to be honest. They're deep. They're That's deep. what I'm saying. And, and my thing is, like, the only the only reason why I didn't, earlier before the trade happened, didn't have them going that far was because of their their youth. You know what I'm saying? I thought mm-hmm. that their youth wouldn't. You know, help help with them moving forward, but oh, like, that's so not you slowing got, them you down got at Iggy, all. Um, and you got Jay Crowder coming into it's a great balance, the locker bro. room. It's a great balance. So I think they can get as far as the conference finals, possibly the finals, but it really just depends on the seating as well, too. Because I still like my, I still like the Raptors. Haven't they won like fourteen straight? Fourteen straight games, that's crazy. Man. Fourteen straight games. But you, you think Eastern Conference Finals, or what you thinking with the Heat? Um. I think they have a chance to really go all the way. Like, if they run into Milwaukee, depending on how um, Eric plays, depending on how Chris Middleton plays, I think that's a seven-game series. And then at that point, it's really just one game for the money. One game for the money. So they really have a chance to go. Like I said, they, they're my sleeper to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. I got hopes from uh, Miami. Okay. Cool. All right. Moving on from that. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! That's what you brought me here for. Exactly what I brought him here for. So, the Houston Rockets have been all in the news. So now, now before before even continue, all right. So I I forgot what day this went down. This was February sixth, right? This one happened. So, mind you, waking up from work, already dread doing that anyway. All right, so I'm, I'm waking up to get ready for work. I'm about to hop in the shower. You know what I'm saying? Check my phone per usual when I wake up. I'm on Twitter. And then I see a crazy Woj bomb. Like, it was like a three, what, three, four-way trade? Yeah. And they're like, Clint's gone. And I was like, wow, they just got rid of Clint like that? And I was like, we must have picked up someone nasty. Yeah. And it was like Robert Covington. Mind you, I'm looking through other news outlets. I'm like, am I missing anything? We gave away Clint Capella... For Covington. Mind Coco. you, I, I get what you were trying to do. I honestly get what you were trying to do, but that was the best you could do. Robert Covington? I'd rather got Eagle Dollar. <laughs> Think about it. If you wanted to go small ball and that was your main objective, you you traded for a hurt dude that wasn't better than Chandler Parsons in his prime. That's me personally. Yeah. That was the worst trade of free agency so far. That was the worst trade. We lost in all... We lost. And I think also we played the Lakers and we won, but the Lakers ain't playing well. And that was um we were better off losing that game. Cause now we're gonna have a false like what's the word I'm looking for? It's fool's gold to be honest. We're gonna think that's really the way we can play basketball, but going into the playoffs it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's not. I mean, yeah, like you said, y'all lost Clint Capella. Nene. And it's crazy because like I, I was excited a little bit at first because it's we got like, rid of got all Jordan our bigs, Bill, but you got rid of Jordan Bill. He went to the Wolves as well too. So you only really we got, got rid of all our bigs. Yeah, you only got his twenty twenty four. What the hell, Dan Tony? Not Dan Tony, bro. Is what's Maury. his name? Bro, I'm Maury. saying they like this though. They yeah. like this. 
They're buddy buddies. That's why I was telling you at the gym that analytics bullshit is whack. Nah, that's don't. all he looks at, bro. And I keep telling dudes, man, playoff basketball is so much more different than regular season basketball. Like James Harden's able to draw fouls when he wants, but mm-hmm. when it's the last three, four minutes of the game, the refs do not want to decide the game. They're gonna let y'all play it out. So what happens when you're not getting those foul calls? Yeah. And y'all have been hitting trays. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. So. For the regular season, I think it's successful. Obviously, we only saw one sample size. I don't really count that Phoenix game because um, because Russell Westbrook doesn't play back-to-backs anymore. But uh, for this game... <laughs> Russell Westbrook are big now. Yeah, for this game, I mean, I mean, for, for this team, I think it works short-term before the playoffs because now you actually have to respect every single shooter. So I think, honestly, now the offense is tailored towards Russell Westbrook as opposed to James Harden. So now they're just going to try to take you off the ISO. Either Russell Westbrook, no one can really go, no one can really stay in front of him. So he's going to get to the rack. If he And then when he gets to the rack, it's going to be one-on-one. So he's either you're going to pick your poison or you're going to have James Harden have these other shooters right there as well, too. So I think it works. But like you said, when we're going into the playoffs, when the game slows down and like you said – the refs let the players decide who wins the game. You're gonna need that big. You're gonna you're gonna need something as well you too. And it kind of takes away from James Harden's pick and roll game as well too, a little bit. 100 percent it does. It's it's not a threat no more. There's no roll. It's everything's pop. You're always looking for driving kick, driving kick. There's mm-hmm. nothing really rolling. Like it's like I said, when you're not hitting shots, it's gonna be ugly. When we're hitting shots, it's always gonna look sexy. But you gotta understand, there's gonna be stretches in the game where we're mm-hmm. not hitting shots, and there's literally nothing else we're gonna go to. Bro, we're trying to outscore every opponent. With that, threes are the lowest percentage shot. Even if you get a lot of up, if you're not getting the second chance opportunity, <laughs> you're gonna get killed. That's it. And I was looking at your size. Like I think I was looking at Tyson Chandler. I don't even know if y'all play him anymore. We don't play him. And then this guy named Isaiah Hardenstein. I don't even know who that is. He's seven foot two. But other than that. The average height's like literally six five, six six. Right? Jesus now. Christ! I th- I literally I don't I didn't really watch the tip off, but did who who had the jump ball? Was it? You know who it was? You're asking me because you know who. <laughs> but, but they put James Harden in the jump ball. Oh, James Harden! Did I kid it? you I not. It was PJ no, 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 no. They put James Harden in the jump ball with AD. I kid you not. Oh my god! And I was like, this is straight jokes. Yeah, this, this is straight jokes. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting as well, too. Um, and the Lakers almost won the game for real. I think the Rockets just, like you said, they outshot them from the three-point I mean, line. But that's not I'm disappointed in the Lakers for them trying to be finals contenders. This is very disappointing. Well, do you think it's more so the Lakers, they were trying to get – they were trying to force-feed their big, so they kind of went away from their game plan? I watched it early on in the game. Because mm-hmm. um, I didn't watch like the second half. Uh-huh. It was just too gross for me to watch <laughs> I didn't watch the second half, but um, they're just too lackadaisical. I feel like the Lakers really came in. They're like, yo, this team is small as hell. We're going to just walk in, mm-hmm. walk in and get a dub. Yeah. And they didn't get that done. This is a game 80 should have 45 at least. Yeah, definitely. No, I- there's no question. And then LeBron didn't play well as well. Both their superstars played like booty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. Like you said, in the playoffs, you got to, depending on where you guys land at, you got to worry about Rudy Gobert. You got to worry about Jokic. You got to worry about Montrezl Harris slash Zubac. You got to worry about Steven Adams. and Like, with this um, roster, we can Pazingas. lose a team like Utah in six games. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the way you guys are constructed, y'all might get booted out the first round, to be honest. I, I feel like Denver could beat you guys in seven games. I feel like the Clippers definitely, Lakers definitely, Utah definitely. Um, depending on how Dallas is with Luka being healthy or not, maybe. Honestly, 
it's gonna be tough. The only way this works is just like Russ starts hitting shots at a high clip. I think Russ is gonna be Russ, but I don't know where he's gonna. Like you said with his shots, I don't know. Cause they're gonna play off him. They're gonna give him that Rondo treatment. They're gonna force him to shoot those shots. So mm-hmm. the only way this works is if Russ is hitting at a high clip. Cause yeah. he's gonna play a lot of minutes. If he doesn't, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, I mean, right now you guys are fifth. It's crazy because y'all were playing like relatively well. We were. We were like happen. Y'all like were like going second. from the second to the fourth. Like kept, just kept going back and forth. But Capella will be missed, to be honest. But like I'm sad as hell. Y'all could have. I mean, I'm sad as hell. Could have picked up like Jr. Smith or something. I don't just, know. just keep him though. Like you gotta understand. Like for the style of play we had, he cleaned up everything for you. Yeah. And they just got ripped, bro. I'm disappointed. I just I'm over it. And, and I'm over it. So so in my mind, Daryl Morey is thinking you guys are gonna go to the finals. He has to think that in his head. And and to me, if I'm the owner, if y'all don't get to at Pardon if y'all don't get to the finals, asking. I'm firing Daryl Morey. It's about that time. Him and Dan Tony, and Dan man. Tony. This was better off from Kevin McHale. Like they just didn't give him a chance. Like that team was growing, bro, and they just yeah. booted Kevin McHale with the swiftness. And why doesn't James Harden play off ball? Hmm? Why don't James Harden play off ball? He's starting to do it a little bit. A little bit. You see, they start. I I think you saw in the highlights, they're starting to put in in like Russ's hands a little bit more. Yeah. And have him be that lead guard to penetrate the paint, then kick. So they're starting to do it a little bit more. But um, this is this is wild shit, bro. This is a gamble. I'm not gonna lie to you. Russ high key since like the last week of December been Houston's best player. Why is that? Because Harden hasn't been shooting well. Like our threes are tough threes. Like. Mm -hmm. It's not like like you said. He doesn't play all ball enough. Harden doesn't do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you got to understand, most of his threes are dribble, dribble, step back. <laughs> yeah. Dribble, dribble, ball screen, step back. Like, his threes are extremely difficult threes. Yeah. Even Damian Lillard, there's there's a handful of times where he catching shoots, and then when he when he's coming off screens, he's coming off screens clean and just stepping into his shot. Mm-hmm. Harden is taking extremely difficult shots in dude's faces. Yeah. So... I mean, of course you're gonna run into a stretch where you're not shooting well. That's it's hard to do on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. But we are gonna see what happens, man. Yeah, I mean, with I the talent that you guys have, I, y'all should at least get to the second round, and then you're gonna have to worry about one of the LA teams. It all depends, and then also side. This is a, this is an offside though. It just depends how playoffs are set up. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this though: how bad the Lakers are playing. If Blazers get an eighth seed. Don't be surprised to see an eight-one upset. Nah. When bro, when their bigs are healthy and the way Damian Lillard is playing basketball, Damian is playing amazing right now. Mind you, they started the season off terrible. They're, mm-hmm. I think they're three games out for the eighth seed. I think they're going to get it. There's no way Memphis gets it over Portland. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Yeah. With how bad they're playing, if Bron does not step up, do not be surprised to see an eight-one upset. I don't know, bro. You That's my hot take. Hey, you heard it here first. I, I, I Portland think, over the Lakers. Like you said, like you said, we saw the small sample size with the fools go with the Rockets playing against the Lakers. Mind you, Daniel Lewis has been playing like a He's an ass off, bro. MVP. Type. I think it was just a, a very, very emotional game for the Lakers and with the whole Kobe. Um, you know, what was what's the word I'm looking for? The whole Kobe. I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah, just. The emotions running through your head, yeah, you know so what I'm saying? They didn't come to play, bro. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not even gonna say that one game. I'm saying how the Lakers were playing before and after the Kobe fiasco. Mm-hmm. Okay, it hasn't been good. Okay. It hasn't been good basketball. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think they four two. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just my one more time. You heard it here first. Pulling over the Lakers. All right. 
Um, other trade that went down, which I think was, which which I think locked up everything. Um, maybe it's me just being slightly biased. I don't really know, but the Los Angeles Clippers got um, Marcus Morris. Great pickup. Um, great, great pickup. Uh, honestly, they got Marcus Morris um, from Mo Harkless, um, a twenty twenty first round pick. Protect the 2021 first round pick and the 2021 second round pick. So they got uh, Marcus Morris, and then they also got Isaiah Thomas. RIP to Isaiah Thomas. He just got waived. Um, I feel bad for the guy. I feel really, really bad for NBA the NBA is. <laughs> <laughs> they hold him. The NBA is sliding IT in every type they of way. They really toss him around. <laughs> it's it's going to be a Nate Robinson type of situation for him. I don't have him playing in the next two years. All because of that hip injury, bro. That joint's crazy. And the fact that you're like, 5'9", 5'10". Like, I've seen this man in real life when I was in D.C. Sure I walked past him, bro. Five, or you sure that, bro, he's probably 5'8". I'm not even going to hold you. He's small. Sicko. Which is amazing how he can score on that type of level. But at yeah. the same time, like, he's a defensive liability. But this, but he's serviceable. Mm-hmm. He's still a serviceable point guard. I just don't I don't understand why he's getting slid like this. And J.J. Barea still has a job. Yeah. But now, um, yeah, the Clippers pretty much locked up everything. I, I, I wanted them to get... A big because they had Zubak who plays about eighteen to twenty minutes a game. And obviously they had Montrose Harrell, like I said before, we're in the small boy era. But Marcus Morris is another dog that you add right there, um, and he literally can give you eighteen to twenty points now as well too. So you got another threat, and he's a great defender as yep. well. My only thing is, is from what I've seen with him. Um, is he going to be willing to accept his role? When I say accept his role, obviously I'm assuming since they swapped him from O'Harkless, he's going to start the four spot. Oh, yeah. But when you're closing games, from what I've seen, it's Lou Williams, it's uh, Patrick Beverly, it's Paul George, it's Kawhi Leonard, it's Montrez Harrell. I think it's going to stay around that, but I think it's going to be more so like who has the hot hand, how is the flow of the game going. But my thing is if he can swallow up his pride and, and, and know his role, I think they'll be great. If not, then that could be a detriment to them in the long run. I don't I don't see that being an issue, to be honest. He mm-hmm. knows the type of team he's on. He knows he has a chance to win his first NBA championship. Mm-hmm. He knows all the dudes he's playing with. It's not like he has bums playing ahead of him. Like Montrez Harold is really about to get paid next year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Montrez might not even be there. That's kind of the reason why they picked up Marcus. For yeah. the fact that he's gonna cost too much. That's facts. So I mean Marcus knows his situation. I don't think he's mad. I think he's, I think he's willing to swallow his pride and he's ready to earn minutes. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna, gonna earn a lot of minutes. At least twenty, yeah. twenty five, maybe thirty. He's gonna be serviceable. That was that was the piece they needed. And now I feel like they can compete with anyone right now. I think they can be, compete with anyone. We already saw from the two games against the Clip. I mean the Lakers. Um, they got more than enough as well. So obviously it's gonna be a little different when you got damn near two weeks to prepare for one team but yeah and then Marcus is not a true big but at the same time he can be able to guard other fours sometimes fives and still be able to you can still play small ball now you so it's perfect to, you about to wear out LeBron you got PG Kawhi and Morris on him at yeah, all times they're gonna wear him out it's gonna be a problem <laughs> and then Marcus Morris takes pride in guarding LeBron James tried to say you LeBron James stopped for a couple <laughs> years ago LeBron like get out of here with that <laughs> but it's gonna be real interesting man and, nah, and sure. you can start him on Bron first and you can conserve the energy for Kawhi and PG so it's gonna be real, real interesting, man. I got them going to the finals and and probably winning that whole thing as well too. So yeah, they're my favorites. They're my favorites definitely as well too. Um, another trade that uh, that I want to talk about as well too um, is Andre Drummond to Cleveland. So um, Andre Drummond, if I believe correctly. 
The Cavs received Andre Drummond, and then all they gave up was John Henson and Brandon Knight, and then it says less favorable of Golden State's 2023 second round pick. So basically, they got him for nothing. Um, so my whole thing is like, with, <laughs> disrespect. Yeah, I know. He was so mad too. I'm like, dude, like, you seen DeMar DeRozan get traded, these other players get traded. Like, it's a business. Like, you gotta. I know it sucks because, like, from a player standpoint, you're so used to working, like, working on a schedule. You got your family there. You're just your 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 everyday, you know, day to day routine. But not just that. But not just that. Like, there's certain players where, like, you should for an organization. No, yeah, for an organization, they know how much they mean to the team. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying Drummond thought he was one of those guys who's like, "Yo, you're an important piece to our team." You know, what I'm saying if a move is gonna happen, we're gonna, you know, what I'm saying go about it a certain way. Yeah. But I mean. Like you said, he should know better how this league's operated in the past that it doesn't always work like that. Mm-hmm. It's sick, though. I would hate to pick up my phone and be like, man, you're going to Utah. I'm like, yeah, what they the didn't even, fu- yeah. even tell him. Front office didn't even tell him. Yeah, he had to pick up his phone to find out. That That's actually sick. It happens a lot like that, though. It happens a lot like that, but... It's like, and it's like my whole thing was like, yo, if you're gonna if you're gonna get traded, you're probably gonna go to a contending team. Like I, with him, I, I thought he was gonna go to like like you said earlier, Houston Rockets or like a Miami Heat, um, Atlanta. But then Clint, yeah, Clint got picked up first. Got picked so up first, so my thing is like, what are they doing? Because they're dead last in the East. They're thirteen and thirty nine. Blow it right up. Now. Like are they Blow trying it up. to build or compete? Like what are they doing? Blow it up in the off season. Blow it up. That's they're just freeing up cap space. Blow it up cap space. <laughs> That's all they're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> they clean the house. Blake probably next. They just that that all that said was who's picking the house. up. Who's picking up Blake though? Because he has knee problems, man. I feel they're, like it's gonna be like they're a, waiting for a time where they can get rid of him too. But it looks like they're just trying to clean house right now. Yeah. Because if anything, I, I I had a feeling Andre Drummond was gonna be the one to get traded, but I thought like D Rose gonna be rocking too. Now he's just stuck there. Yeah, he's stuck for no reason. He's stuck. I mean, he's just a hooper at heart though, so he's never gonna stop playing basketball. Yeah. I think the Lakers. You think the Lakers should have tried to get him? I think at one point they all they asked for was a draft pick, and then they also asked for what's that white dude's name on the Lakers? The guard? Oh, Caruso. Caruso. The I, Lakers said no. They said no. Yeah, I the would, Lakers said I no. Traded. I definitely would. Yeah. I definitely would have, especially at the rate Derrick Rose is scoring the ball right now. That would be a perfect piece off the bench. But yeah, the Lakers said no. So, I'm surprised when I heard that. I don't know what they're doing. Apparently, they have more than what they need. Um, so we'll see how that moves forward as well, too. Definitely find out. Um, but on the radar, I think against the Rockets-Lakers game, obviously it was in L.A., I saw uh, Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, sitting beside um, Collison, point guard. Um, so, I mean, notable free agents still got Collison, and then we still got J.R. Smith, and there's been some rumors saying that both of them may get picked up by the Lakers. Do you think that will work out, or uh, how you feeling about that? I feel, I feel like more so probably – Collison would probably be their best fit. I don't need JR on any more LeBron teams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more JR shenanigans. Mind you, he is a great basketball player, but he gets in his own head. Um, like I said, you have the pieces you need. I'm keeping KCP. There's, I think bringing JR would be redundant. Yeah. I think JR can still be serviceable on another team, um, could. but just not them. Yeah. I mean, shoot, the Rockets are going to – that's how y'all want to play, man. Just put them on the Rockets. He'll be – he'll love the gun threes. Rockets, uh, Dallas would be a nice pick as well, too. Portland could always use someone like that. Uh, maybe the Bucks. Um, he can play on a lot Philly. of – Philly would be tough. He can play on a lot of teams. He, he just needs to get his head out of his ass. That's yeah, his biggest thing. For but. sure. Um, definitely. So, I mean, that was pretty much all the major moves. Obviously, there was other moves as well, too. Like we said, Cabela to Atlanta, but Atlanta's not really playing for nothing right now. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, another thing I want to talk about, two things. Um, so Philly's struggling. Um, so they won the other night, and before that they had a four-game losing streak. And we already knew before going into the season that Al Horford was just not a good acquisition as well. Um, and I mean, I see what their mindset was because at the end of the day, Joel hasn't really been playing. Like, he doesn't yeah. play full seasons. So when he he's not playing... Prone. He is injury prone. So when he's not playing, I mean, I get it. You can just play Horford, which is a, you know what I'm saying, serviceable bit big, mm-hmm. a credible big. You know he's going to give you service. But having them all on the court while they're healthy doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, what are, what are they doing? Benson's still not shooting. Um, I think they're going to just go back to square one and start tanking again. Because that's, that's all Philly knows how to do is yeah, tank and pick up number one. I think you said a little early on um, in the segment you were saying uh, hashtag trade. Hashtag trade Ben. Ben? Or B- hashtag so you, trade Ben. So you rather trade Ben and then keep a, a guy that's not healthy in a Joel Embiid? I would go the other way and try to just have Ben on that Giannis flow where you just surround him with another nice combo guard and then literally shooters everywhere in a solid big. I'll say this, though. Who has more upside, Ben or Joel? I mean, in, ben, at this point in their career right now, they're not young players no more. But who has more upside? Well, ben right is now? younger. Okay. I think Ben has a higher upside because he's more durable, and I feel like once he gets over that mental blockage of trying to just shoot the ball, I think his his upside's higher. Okay. Um, I was actually just gonna go with Joel if he just takes care of his body like he needs to because he's not old. He's twenty four. Yeah. He's not old. I'm just nervous about his body. But I mean, either way, I think you'll be fine. I, I think I think with Joel, it's just him just getting in shape. I, when I see him, he doesn't look in shape. I feel like his body should be more refined. He should be more like you gotta understand the way Giannis came in the league and the way he looks like now is totally different. Yeah, that's that's work ethic. I don't feel like Joel has that work, work ethic, ethic right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's both of them to be honest. I don't think they're working as hard as they possibly should be. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I was gonna say I'd rather get rid of Ben Simmons because, not saying the Portland would ever get rid of him, but Dame would look way better on that Philly mob compared to Ben Simmons. You feel me? Yeah. Ben Simmons just shrinks the court because he doesn't want to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. I think Zion's better than Ben Simmons right now. He's just not in shape. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't play more than twenty minutes. Like Zion doesn't play more than twenty minutes a game. He's averaging like twenty-one points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, whatever happens, happens. To be honest, I. It's a win-win, regardless. Yeah. If so, if they keep Joel and beat, like, so you would want a, a combo guard like a Damian, like a Damian yeah, like a Damian Lillard to play. Of, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now the floor spaced, he can pick a roll or pick and pop. Now it's making the defense. You know what I'm saying? It puts them on the heels. They don't know what you're gonna do compared to when you're shrinking the floor. Like, I'm not afraid of a Ben Simmons Joel pick and roll. I know y'all want to get to the basket. Mm-hmm. That's facts. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. You, you know what facts, I'm saying? Bro. You're not making me guess. Yeah, that, no, nah, I agree with you with that. Speaking of Damian Lillard, I know we talked about it a little bit Jeez, as well going too. Um, <laughs> he's been going stupid, bro. He's, going he's been going stupid, but more so, what I want to bring to light is um, in the fourth quarter. Like we said, they're ninth in the West. They're 24 and 29 now. Did you watch that last um, game? I I didn't Utah? watch it. I wo- I woke up and and I, I have notifications from Bleacher Report. So I saw the goaltending. So first of all, the play yeah, go before ahead that. Explain it. Go ahead. Play explain before it. that. Damian Lillard comes off a ball screen, mm-hmm. gets fouled on the on the three, hits it. No, no call. Mm-hmm. All right. This no put, call. Yeah, no call. Mm-hmm. I forgot how much it puts him down by how much. Yeah. That one. It was that okay. one. It was that one. Go back. I think it's the next one right here. Is this one right here? Yeah. So this ties the game, mind you. He gets fouled. Look, no call. Uh. Nothing. All right. So 
Yeah, you're gonna see, yeah, you're gonna see next play down. Hold on. So next play down, like Utah scores and then next play down. So they're down two at this point. Yeah. Damian Lillard tries to get to the basket right here. Right. He tries to get to the basket. Yeah. Clear goal ten. No call. No call. No call. No call. No call. That's no the, call. And that's I game. I haven't seen him mad like that ever. Cause he knows it. No, yeah. it was clear. It was clear as day. It was a goal ten. They didn't want to review it, and they took a game. Mind you, they're fighting to get the eighth spot. Yeah. Every game counts. Every game counts. They're fighting to get the eighth spot. And he did that. And he was like, I don't want to hear I'm sorry. Y'all fucked this over. Yeah, I don't want to hear <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I screwed this over. Clear as day. Look, glass. Clear as day. Clear as day. And Rudy Gobert even said it was, it was pretty clear that it was a goaltender. It's clear as day. The refs will be refs. It's sad. It's sad. Like I said, they're fighting for an eight spot and they, they took a game from them. Yeah. And they lost a lot of close games this year. Yeah, they did lose a lot of close a games. A lot of close games. They a lot of injuries as well, too. But. I'm just going back to what we said. Do you? I mean, I'm, I'm just be mad if like if it comes down to the last game and they win it, they need another. Team how far are they? How far are they from the eighth spot? They are like th- three and a half games. I think they can get it because I think I mean Memphis has been pretty. They've been, they've been solid, the but year, I don't got but, them. You know what I'm saying? Like they're still young, mm-hmm. and I feel like teams are gonna make their adjustments. And a team like Portland, they're not gonna want to play around with Memphis. They're trying to get that eighth spot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Jaws gonna have to show me some <laughs> spectacular stuff, to be honest. So, I mean, yeah, because I don't have my Spurs even getting the AC. The Pelicans, I think they're too far removed for. Yeah, they're they, not too far removed. They're not too far removed. They would have to go on a crazy win streak, like yeah. Zion and if Zion, Brandon. If, if Zion started and never was hurt, then yeah, but not now. It's too much. They would have to go on a crazy win streak. Yeah, and it's it's the West, so it's the West. In the East, maybe, but it's the Wild Wild but West. Yeah, I really so. hope Portland can make that AC man that. That'll be tough. That'll be yeah. Yeah, that'll be hard. Dame is going insane right now. Um, I don't know when Nurkic is coming back, but it's it's like with players who have gruesome injuries like that, it takes them a while to get back to form. Like even Victor Oladipo, he's still struggling. I mean, obviously it's only been like three, four games. Yeah, but, but it, it takes a while to get a groove back. Hopefully they bring him back like maybe a month and a half, two months mm-hmm. before playoffs start, and he can catch a groove. But mm-hmm. like I said, if he's if he's showing he's healthy, like. That's my sleeper team. Yeah. That's my eight one upset right there. For sure, definitely, man. So we'll see what they do. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of games they lose is they're, they're neck and neck right there. Yeah. So if they if they get the AC, like you said, that'll be a very very I'll be spicy first round. I'll be spicy up as well too, because can't nobody guard them like mm. that. Like no one, yeah, no one on that Lakers team show they can check Dame at all, at all. Um, last thing I want to talk about is very briefly the NBA All Star Weekend stars in reserve. So on TNT on Thursday, Team LeBron and Team Giannis they both picked their starting five, and it was crazy because if you have the top votes, um, you get the first uh, selection. So he chose AD first, and then I'm pretty sure Giannis chose um, Joel Embiid, and then Co- and then LeBron chose Kawhi, and then he was like, "All right, well I need another like forward to match with that." So Giannis chose Pascal. That's crazy. And LeBron chose Luca, and then um, Giannis chose Kemba. Kemba, and and then I think uh, the last person they chose for the stars was James Harden. And then Giannis mm-hmm. arguing is like, I want someone who's gonna actually pass the ball. So I'm gonna go with Kemba and Trey Young. But it's kind of, I was like, damn, y'all literally picked the West. It's still the West stars versus still, East stars. still the West versus. I thought they're gonna mix it up as well too. But LeBron knew exactly what he was doing. 
Um, I don't like the way Giannis drafts. Yeah, Giannis draft kind of booty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my whole thing was like, well, Giannis, I'm like, yo, do, do you just in your head believe that you're that great that you don't really need that much to win the game? Or like, what do you think is He, he was drafting like, I'm trying to get the, the NBA All-Star MVP. Yeah, All-Star MVP. I mean, he still got... And then he picked up Kyle Lowry. He picked up three of the smallest guards available. LeBron's team is yeah, way it's way better. Off the bench, Dame Dollar, CP3, who had a resurgence, which makes me think like the Rockets situation. Was it James Harden or it won't CP3? I don't think it was CP3. We'll say that for another day. Yeah. But you got Dame Dollar, CP3, the Joker, Ben Simmons, um, Sabonis, who I forgot was an All Star this year. That's hilarious. Um, they could have got a joint to view, but he's backcourt. I think he's averaging four points. Yeah. Um, Jason Tatum and Russell Westbrook. So it's pretty right, good. Um, if I was a betting man, I would say Team LeBron is going to win. Um, who you got winning? Oh, yeah, Team LeBron for sure. Team Unless LeBron. Giannis goes for 60. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how the format goes again? Is it going to be three or four? So it's like three quarters. Um, after the end of those three quarters, it's going to be like first to 24. All right. So say, you know what I'm saying? At the end of three quarters, the score was like 100 to 96. Huh? They'll take off the clock and it'll be first 124. Okay. But they would have to, you know what I'm saying? The losing team, whoever's down, would have to start from 96. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they would have to score 30 points while the winning team has to score 20. It's stupid. It don't make sense. So is there a shot clock still? No. It's like it's like pickup. It turns into pickup. That's, I mean, that's kind of fire. It turns into pickup and it's first to 24, but the losing team at the end of three quarters already starts down. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So they have like 30 points to score and then, say, like I said, if it was 196. The losing team has 30 points to score. The winning team only has to score 24 points. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, with the firepower that they got offensively, they should win that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a little bit extra for me. I, I was cool with it, just number eight and 24 jerseys. That's but, what I, mean, I thought it was going to be. We'll see, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the format goes. This, this is very new. So if it's if it's hot, like if it shows it's really, really good, they might keep it. So For sure. Yeah. I agree with you, but great episode. Any, any last remarks you want to say or anything like that? Um... I said it third time. I'm gonna say it one more time. Sicko. Portland over the Lakers. Seven games. Seven games. Seven games. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it there. Portland over Lakers in seven games. If that actually happens, we're gonna bet bread on that, and don't back down from it at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if if they're all relatively healthy, because health is a huge thing going. Oh yeah, into for the sure, for sure. Too. If it's if it's looking reasonable, I'll definitely put bread on. All right, bet say less. How much you trying to put up? That was going to be a, a wild thing. I was going to say, 50. We can do 20 for you. You know what I'm saying? We can keep modest. You know what I'm saying? We can do big boy money, too. We can say 100. What's you talking about? How you feeling? Uh, <laughs> he said, nah. Nah. Lakers. Hell yeah, I put 100 on the Lakers as opposed to the Blazers. I fuck with the Blazers, though, yo. They're tough, man. They got heart. They got heart. They have to make the playoffs, bro. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year, B. That's not a regular eight seed. That's the point I'm trying to tell people. Yeah, it's not a regular true. eight seed. That's true. That's definitely true. But ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 72 of the Caesars Show. I appreciate you guys listening in. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as well, too. Make sure to subscribe on all forms um, of social media at Sir Caesars, the Caesars Show as well, too. We got Manny Fresh right here, still fresh, S-T-I-L-L-F-R-X-S-H. Yes, sir. Um, and, 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 and that's it. That's We're it. out. Let's get it.